We are live. Welcome to episode 22 of the High Slot Podcast. I'm here today, as always, with the boys, Bob Deuce. How are we? Snipsky. Yes, sir. Our behind-the-scenes guy, Jay Butts. How you doing? And myself, Andrew Coco Curry. How we doing today, boys? Doing good, doing good. Uh, good weekend of golf. Uh, very tasking weekend again. Uh, <laughs> how about you, Vinny? Uh, same shit, you know, just... Trying to swing the sticks nice. It's almost time. No more hockey, just golf and, you know, riding the wave. Speaking of golf, the boys held the Suckbag Invitational 2 this weekend at uh, the wonderful Pine Hills Country Club in Plymouth, Mass. course was gorgeous. That place, that place is something else. Yeah. Legit, it's a public course, but legit feels like a country club from the second you walk in. Clubhouse is immaculate course was in great shape even nice those, driving range even those piss and rain for the first like nine holes that yeah. was tough uh unfortunately for bob and myself we, we dropped to zero and two in the suck bag butts yeah. and snipsky took it home again went down four early and then we i mean we made a little bit of a comeback only down one going into the last couple holes but no excuse yeah, we, we just fucking yeah. we dug ourselves in a deep hole we're down four through the first four holes I hit a ball that went backwards on the first hole on the uh, wet wet sod there, but the, yeah, it was tough. Uh, butts carried the team. Yeah, I. Oh yeah. My my back is on fire, yeah. and I, I I just want I just want to say one thing: scramble pod, time and place we're in. Ooh, scramble pod. We, we are calling you out officially. We are one verse one, two verse two, three verse three, four verse four. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Let's go. Butts has been absolutely striping lately. Um, Butts single-handedly carried Snipsky and him in the suck bag too, but Snipsky did pull it out for them in the suck bag one. I'll give him that. So yeah. it's been a team effort for them. Bob and I, we just like, we either both have a great hole, we both just suck. Yeah, we feed off There's each no other. No in between. We feed off each other too much. Like Coco will like have a bad shot and I'll just fucking top it or like, it's you know what I mean, and then like I hit a good shot, you hit a good shot. Like we just feed off each other way too much. It's it's like that's why Vinny and Butts are fucking good because like good they team. pick each other up. Yeah. Tough to beat. Don't want to give away too much for the scramble pod, but you know hopefully they're listening. Scramble pod, let us know. We'll we'll host. We'll host at Harmon Golf Course. You guys in? We'll set it up. Get your get your squad. We'll grab our guys and we'll have a day on the course. The way Butts has been striping them lately, though, I oh, I, I, I like our chances. <laughs> yeah. Love them. I need to figure it out a little bit, but. Oh, I've been on the range. Dude. Like, I was at the range for like two hours today, putted for an hour, dude. I'm getting dialed in, especially for marital. 100%. I'm ready, I'm, ready, I'm ready for that match. If you guys are going to take up on that match, I'm ready to go. Yeah, name the wager. Well, uh, how about you guys rock high slot merch on your uh, next episode? We'll rock scramble pod stuff on ours if we lose. When it takes yeah. it. Name the format. We'll take it. I'm a 15 handicap. I'm definitely getting strokes. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm around the same. <laughs> I'm the 18. <laughs> but yeah, golf's been buzzing lately. I'm not, I'm not going to tell him what I am. Yeah, no, nah, save that. Save that for the day of. Golf's been buzzing lately. The live, taking more guys from the tour. Brooks Kepka, the latest to head over there. Dude, Abraham I answered. Dude, I can't believe. Wow. Dude, Brooks Kepka Kepka was talking so much shit about the live, and it was, and then dude, they must have just like, well, like send them like over like a bag of cash. Or whatever. He's like, you know what? Yeah, I'll go over. Like, I'll sign. It's just, I mean, I, I'd go over there in a heartbeat too, man. Like, they, they, th- they throw the bag at you. Yeah, the offers, they're too good to refuse. I mean, like, with what they're offering, it's like, all right, I can go out and just play and not have to worry about, like, making cuts, not have to worry about, like, finishing top 10, yeah. top 5, and still make, like, shit ton of money. Like, sign me up. It's a cool <laughs> concept, too. It's a team sport now. I, I, lo- I like it. I just, 
I can see where like the purists, like golfers, will like hate on it because you're not getting the best out of these guys in the lip. They're just showing yeah. up already getting paid, so you're gonna get watered down product. But the guys are gonna make a ton of money, which I I'm not hating on their business stuff, but like at the PGA Tour, you're getting the best golf because not everybody's getting paid. Like everybody's got to try hard. Like I think that's where it comes down to it with like older folks and stuff, like the tradition of the game and having your name on trophies. But. Yeah, I agree 100. percent Like the competitiveness, yeah. like that fire, like you probably won't see it as much on like compared to the tour when it's like the Masters weekend and you know the the U.S. Open, like we just saw things like that. But it's really like. It's new school golf versus old school golf. Like, the only people upset about this are, like, the old heads. Like you said, like, sure. the traditionalists, like, the guys who are, like, don't like music on the course, yeah. like, all that shit. Hat and hat like, backwards, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah, like, the, the, but that's in the past, dude. Where, you know, this is this is new school golf. This is what it's all about. Well, the PGA like, Tour bent the, bent the knee, though. You see what they're doing? They're yeah. fucking about to pay, like, way more next year now. Yeah, because like a, yeah. an event yeah. next year. And they're a non-profit. Yeah, yeah okay. After, the, after what they said, the $20 million purses and all that. You're not nonprofit anymore after that. Like, <laughs> yeah, so it got me thinking. Actually, a buddy of mine pointed this out to me today. Um, could this open the door for other sports, like for these foreign leagues to come in and just offer the bag of players and to kind of take the top talent away from like these professional sports that we've seen for years, like NBA, NHL? I think we've kind of seen an NHL with like the KHL. Yeah. Like the KHL just offers whatever to the best guys. I mean, that it's not as many guys heading over the KHL like it is the live, but you know, with you know, I think the the live might have started something here. We could see like a kind of you know process start to happen. Yeah, but I think the NHL it's kind of tougher to like do that, like for hockey. It's tougher for hockey to do that because the Stanley Cup, like, there's nothing better than the Stanley Cup. Be like, dude, people would rather like fuck people taking pay cuts to win the Stanley Cup. Right, like you know what I mean. So I don't, I doubt like people will leave the NHL like they, they capture money. They they want more like pride and having their name plus, on the cup. Plus, like the likeness over here is way heavier, I think. And obviously, you want to live in the United States. You don't want to live in Russia, where you can get detained or whatever. <laughs> and, like you know what I mean. Like they are so de- they're so strict. They if you're not from Russia, like I would not want to be there. But like the the fan like the, uh, Canada the U S we care like the fan base is so much more people care and they have like the arenas the facilities and over freedom there. yeah yeah like it's and and the tradition of the Stanley Cup over here like they you want to go raise some piece of metal over in the KHL and get detained and locked in a room for fucking eight months and not be able to see your family yeah go for it but you know what I mean and they'll throw <laughs> you like grind. yeah they'll throw you like a million a hundred million whatever but like is it really worth it you know what I mean I could definitely see some like oh no not NHL NBA players going oh, 100%. over to China cause like dude China. they get treated like gods over there yeah that that actually yeah, makes yeah. sense but for hockey doesn't make sense yeah, but like, but like other, all the other like major sports 100 percent, i can 100%, see it even yeah. mlb dude baseball oh, mlb dude they wouldn't get paid so much baseball just there. had like that little um lockout early in the year with like player negotiations and like the like shohei otani like back in wherever he's from japan China, japan, japan. he's literally like yeah like he can't be touched yeah dude. imagine like mike trout went over there yeah like <laughs> Dude, like, he, dude, would, when he I was, to do whatever he wants. He can murder a guy. They're like, nah, it's all good. Like, dude, don't worry about it. Well, <laughs> when I was stationed over in Japan, dude, I wasn't really, like, dialed in with, like, just, like, the major. I was only dialed in for, like, NHL or whatever. But, like, I wasn't really following the MLB at all. 
And I'm just like walking around like Tokyo and shit. And that Utani is like everywhere, dude. Like everywhere you walk. And I was like, yo, who's this guy? And they're like, oh yeah, he's like a like this, he was like a rookie at the time. He's like, yeah, he can pitch, he can hit, he can like fucking chew bubble gum, he can do it all. And I was like, oh wow. Like and then dude, like he was like everyone was wearing his shit. He was like on every billboard, every like window. So I I heard like back in the day like Ichiro was that, oh, and yeah. like now and, like the st- the stories you hear about like how Ichiro was treated over there, and all I'm hearing now is that Otani is just getting treated like. Ten times godlier. Like it's because he can pitch. He can. Yeah, he can do everything. Do everything. Yeah. everything. It's, I think it's easier for uh, guys to be like, oh, from the MLB to China or whatever. It's because they the MLB doesn't know how to market their players anyway. So like they could go over there and make the same amount of money and still be the same. And like they'll just be famous over there. But over here, it's like half the people. Like if you're not a casual. If you're if you're a casual, you don't know Shohei Otani is. You know what I mean? Or Mike Trout. Like so, that's why it's like, oh, there's no real more benefit of being in the MLB than over in China because like you're not as more famous. You know, it's. I think that's where it comes down. Like it's easier transition for baseball. Yeah, I, I honestly I think we're gonna see a new trend here with these. You know, like we're gonna see some superstars. You know, going overseas to you know get the bag, as they say, because. You know, you, you really can't blame the players at the end of the day. I mean, you only play professionally for so long. You got to make as much money as you can before you can't play any longer. Like, at, at any given moment, you could have a career-ending injury, and then that's it for you. So you got to make your money while you can. It, it's really just sad that these, you know, professional organizations just don't play their, I mean, don't pay their superstars. Like, you know, they make billions of dollars off them. Yep. Like, just pay them. Pay them what they deserve. And it's it's been, you know, an ongoing thing for years, you know, that, you know, pro athletes are underpaid across all sports. So, you know, you really can't blame the players when it comes down to it. Yeah, you really can't. Because like you said, like every major sport, like they're all breaking in billions of dollars a year in revenue yeah. and likeness and they're like greedy. everything. They're greedy. They're yeah. greedy pricks, dude. It's like literally the rich getting richer, yep. you know, and it's like they're just making money off. Capitalism. Their, yeah, that's, that's what, what it, it's what it comes down yeah. to. I mean, they, I mean, it would be like, I, I can see like staying in the PGA tour and like just golf. And if you're a really good golfer, like Kepka, like all those guys, They'll be rich, like, if they stay with the PJ Tour, kept golfing, golfing, and then you go to the champions, and then you keep, like, you just get richer, you know what I mean? Because they know how to market people, and, like, you, like, Callaway, you'll make all those spots, all the money. You'll make all that money eventually, but they just, like, want it right now. So yeah. they're going to live. That's, like, the thing. But, I mean, I respect the guys like Rory, JT, Speed. They're all st- sticking with the PGA. They'll all be the face of it, but... Yeah, I can't hate on the business acquisition like that they're playing with over there in the live. Yeah, like they say, don't hate the play, I hate the game. All right, so we're here in the studio today thanks to our producer, Hedgebear Technologies. The Hedgebear sports betting platform is a revolutionary concept that creates a competitive advantage for every party involved in the sports betting process. They're putting the odds in your hands, cutting out the middleman, and empowering a future generation of sports bettors. This sports betting platform is coming soon in 2023, but if you want to get early access, be sure to go check them out over at www.hedgebetter.com. That's www.hedgebetter.com. All right, we're going to start today's show a little little different than usual. We're actually going to open up the lines here to the public, our listeners, see what they have to say. Um, I know you guys got some takes, and uh, we're excited to hear them. So the the lines are now live. Let's see who we got. Hello, caller. You're on with the High Slot Boys, Coco, Bob, and Snipsky. Who's calling today? 
What's up, boys? This is Mike from Rehoboth. First off, just want to love your show. Thanks for having me. Hey, Mike from Rehoboth. Appreciate you calling in, pal. Yeah, thanks for calling, man. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. No problem. Hey, guys, I got a hot take that may have been uh, maybe a little hotter in years past, but I, I think we can buy it now. I think the Boston Bruins are done. I don't think we're going to hear from them in probably the next five to seven years. Uh, it's a combination of things. I'm sure you guys could pick on that. Um, I assume blow the whole team up, and I've never been for that with the core that we have. I just want to see what you guys think of that. Uh, I couldn't agree more, Mike. This team's uh, going straight to the basement. Starts with the uh, upper management, just terrible decisions all around. I mean, we've been talking about it. I'm sure you've been listening to the pod. Snipsky, Bob, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, just Don Sweeney just not making the moves that he should be making starting in 2015 with the draft and Cam Neely just letting it burn to the ground. And I agree. We I think we should make um, a, a lot of um, big moves and try to get this team out of the basement before it actually gets deep. You know what I mean? Yeah, Mike, uh, I'm with you, man. Uh, don't have a head coach yet. Love the best one walk, I think. And no plan for this team for the future, unfortunately. And, you know. Uh, maybe trading Pasenak, that's big, and, you know, uncertain future. Yeah, Mike, I, th- I think it starts with the drafting. The, the draft picks have been horrible for the past decade or so. I mean, there's, there's a couple guys that, uh, you know, panned out. McAvoy, he was kind of a shoe-in, top-five pick. Um, but other than him, the, the picks have been dog shit. And then the guys down in Pravi, they're not panning out to anything either. There's been terrible development all around. I mean, you're from Rehoboth. You've been hearing any buzz about the, the Pravi Bees? I mean, they haven't nah, been great. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, guys, to be honest, I'm there a lot, and uh, I'm there a lot in the winter. But, uh, you know, a bunch of 4A guys, you know, I mean, what are we hanging on to Studnika for? What, what's up with that? Uh, I mean, you put him on the first line, obviously, to sell him. He's so bad, no one wants him. And then, you know, it it's, comes down to Bruce Cassidy or Jake DeBrusque. Am I missing something with that? I don't know. I mean, I don't think uh, – you know, Bruce Cassidy's going to be in the Hall of Fame anytime soon, but, you know, Jake, Jake DeBrusque was barely in the lineup at the beginning of the year. So I think that's speaking volumes of uh, how scared they are of the locker room. And, you know, and how often do you hear guys? I mean, I know we heard the mumbling, the rumblings with, uh, you know, Malkin and Crosby maybe not getting those uh, offers done, this, that, and the other thing this offseason. But, you know, basically for Pasnock to flat out say whether he said it or not, it's out there that, he doesn't want to play for Sweeney. I mean, that's that's arguably one of the best players in, in the NHL, top 10. I don't care how you put it. And he doesn't want to play for the team he's at. So he's good as gone. You know, whether we know it or not, you want to hang on to it for the deal of life, that's fine. But you lose him, I think, you, you know, you lose everyone. And it's it's going to be right down to scratch. You're going to be humping Curtis Lazar if they re-sign him. That's yeah, probably. I like – It'll be another two-and-a-half, two-and-a-half, three-line team. And – uh you know, you'll be the 9 and 10 seed. You're not even going to get great picks because Boston's going to hang around enough, you know, to keep keep people in the fucking seats. And you're going to end up getting the 14th overall draft pick. You know, that doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah, I agree, Mike. Uh, it's just Don Sweeney just didn't structure the team well for the future. And, yeah, like it, like the rumors are true, I, I guess, about the whole pasta potentially getting moved because he's not ha- happy. I mean, I would want to get moved, too, the way, like, this is going. It's a complete shit show, so. Yeah, I agree with that take 100%. And just like the the whole Probably Bruins thing, the reason why they, they hold on to Studnika is because Don Sweeney just doesn't want to ex- like accept that he's wrong and and, and, and um, admit it. It's just the whole thing, like to be a leader, 
you have to take accountability for your actions and your fuck ups and just know there's a yeah, lack of that's um, accountability. Old man's disease, guys. That's old man's disease. You see that a lot in today's society. Oh yeah, hundred percent. They just can't admit that they're wrong. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's it's pretty obvious. No one wants to play for uh, this team because of the, the management. I mean, Bergey, he's up in the air. I, I don't think he's coming back. Do you? Yeah, I mean, I think it would have heard by now. You know. Right, I mean, I mean how, if, how long are we gonna talk to Krejci? He's thirty-seven <laughs> years old. I could care less if he comes back. Right. Yeah, we're, we're trying that's to. That's the answer. He left for a reason. See ya. Yeah, we're trying to reel these guys in who are who are producing, you know, five six years ago. But this is uh, it's twenty twenty two. You know, I mean, we we need guys who are gonna produce today, not not five years ago. That doesn't do us any good. You guys know hockey changed a lot in five years. You know, there's there's really no more. Uh, you know, that grunt style, slow hockey, it's fast. And, mm-hmm. you know, that we're a step behind. And, and you, you saw it the whole year. And for us to even go seven with Carolina, it was a prayer. And I guess a prayer come true because we would have got mopped up even worse the next round. Yeah, we overachieved 100%. We definitely overachieved. And that just shows how good of a coach Bruce Cassidy is. He, he, he took a team that... But it shouldn't even like, I mean, like, we should have made the playoffs, but like, we were definitely like, everyone, I thought we were going to lose in like five or six, but going seven, going the distance with Carolina was a big accomplishment, in my my opinion. No doubt, no doubt. Well, that's that's about all I have for you guys. I just want to, you know, pick your brains on that. I know you guys are usually all over it, but I just couldn't keep it in anymore down here in Rehoboth. <laughs> yeah, man, you got to get off your chest, man. This is the way like this, this organization is going. A lot of people are going to have a lot of great – people are going to go great early. I know I already am. That's it, boys. Hey, Mike, but, we, uh, we appreciate you calling all the way down from Rehoboth. You know, keep us in the loop of any rumblings about the Pravi Bees, even Pravi College. I know that Lehman, those talks about him, him jumping ship and heading over to Boston, but I don't see it. He's, he's got, uh, you know, the king, the keys to the castle down there, so it doesn't make sense yeah. for him to leave. Yeah, if I'm riding a weave down here, boys, I'll be sure to uh, – Crash is sure at a high slot when you guys over in and I hit. Hey, Mike, we appreciate it, man. Uh, thanks for calling in, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll hope to have you on again soon. Take care, boys. All right, take it easy. That was, a good, that was a good first call. Yeah, Mike, Mike from Rehoboth. I mean, he, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's got some solid takes. Oh, we got another caller calling in right now. How we doing? You're on with the high slot boys, Coco, Bob, and Snipsky. Who we got calling today? What's up, fellas? This is Nolan from Quincy. How's it going? Oh, hey, hey Noel. Thanks hey, for coming Noel, on, bud. Hey, thanks for calling in, man. What's yeah, up, no problem. Thanks for having me. Hey, first time caller, long time listener. Hey, I got a question for High Slot Bob. If he's got. Oh, got I know this is. I know where this is going. <laughs> so, Bob, I was thinking. Um, I know we talked about the bottom six of the Bruins and kind of the depth and how things aren't looking so good. So I was thinking maybe they added uh, Max Domi. Um, you know, he's a good player. Real clutch in the playoffs always comes through for the team. So I want to hear your thoughts. Hey, uh, I, I know, like, I know where this is going. All the listeners out there, uh, me and Nolan had like a um, a talk over a couple of beers about uh, about a couple of additions there in the uh, free free agency and uh, oh, the trade deadline rather. And I said Max Domi wasn't a good player. He still isn't a good player, but he had a really <laughs> good game seven against our Boston Bruins. But the thing is, everyone has good games. You should know that, Nolan. Everyone has yep. good games, but no, I do not want him on the Boston Bruins. Hey, he's a clutch performer, man. You know, that's Mike Ruff's whole career is off that one game. So I just think Max Domi would be a great addition, one of the most clutch players in the league. So uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on uh, whether or not you want clutch players in the Bruins or not. Uh, he's, not a clutch, he's not a clutch player. You know this. You know you're just trying to <laughs> game me up right now. And my, But the thing is, Mike, Mike Rupp has Stanley Cups. Max Domi literally just had one good game in the playoffs. 
All right, I think that's a fair take, Bob. Yeah, I, mean, I guess that's why you have the pod and uh, why I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I agree with your take, Noli, on uh, you know clutch players because the, the Bruins are definitely lacking that. You got, you got the top line who produces, you know, Bergie, Pasta, Marshawn. Yep. That's, a, that's a given. But then going down the line, there's not many guys who have been stepping up, and, and that's been the nope. problem for the past you know years to come. That's why they can't get over the hump. But I, I don't know if Max Domi's the answer. You know, he, he was uh, highly touted when he first came into the league. You know, he didn't really pan out. He, he did come up big against the Bees, that's for sure. But I don't know if he's the answer, but clutch players is exactly what this team needs. Hey, hey, I got, I got one last thought before I uh, let you get to the next caller here. I'm looking for the next Daniel Paye for this team, you know, someone who was huge in 2011. What do you think about giving uh, Darren Helm a shot? Guy's been unreal this playoff, buzzing around. Might be 52, oh. but he's still going. <laughs> yeah, Colorado, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, li- I like that a lot, Nolan. Yeah, he was really clutch. He um, he, what he had that game winner against St. Louis. Um, with, um yep. yeah, time expiring. He, he He's had, been buzzing. He has been like the, the block. I think the old man has the most hits on uh, Colorado too. He's leading yeah, the team in hits. Yeah, been impressed with his game so far. Yeah, throw him on the third line. You know, I, I like. I got ball. I got a question for you, Nolan. Talk to me. Who do you think is going to win the Stanley Cup? I'm on the I'm on the uh, Avs. I think they win tonight, and I think they wrap it up. I don't know, maybe maybe six games, but I don't know. I, uh, I don't know about this Kucherov injury. I don't think they can get it done without a point. So uh, I'm, I'm in on the abs, but you you know, I respect about, the Lightning. What, what are you guys thinking? What do you, what do you think about Kadri coming back? Do you I think mean, that matters? I think it does. The guy's an absolute animal. He can shut down. I mean, not shut down, but limit you know Kucherov and Stamkos. I think that'd be a – He's got a tough injury, though. That's all I'm like. Yeah. yeah. But it's what's in his hand, so he could still, you know, He's not buzz around center, and be kind, of a, not be kind of a weasel to people. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've been riding Tampa all playoffs. It's been pretty obvious. I think Tampa gets it done tonight, evens up the series. They're 9-1 and one at home this playoffs. Vassie is just a different animal at home. I know he got exposed in uh, Colorado there, but it looks like he's yeah. locked in again. Um, if, if, the, if Tampa just sticks to that style of play that they had last game, you know, um, you know, not giving the abs any open ice, laying bodies, blocking shots, that's really the key to success. Uh, point, I, I think it is a big loss when he's fully healthy, but – he clearly he's not himself. He's he's dashed twelve in his last four games. He's clearly not helping Oof. the team out. So you know, Cooper had to make the call. He he's been a playoff beast in the past three years. He has thirty playoff goals. You know, one of the best uh, playoff performers in the past uh, you know decade or so. But easily, yeah, it, it's a tough decision. Coop had to make it. Uh, I just think they're a better team without him. I think they even it up tonight. Uh, winning on the road is gonna be a different story, though. Yeah, I don't like the goaltending from uh, the Abs too much, but. I don't know. I like the squad. Who are you, who are you throwing in, Noli? Uh, Franco, or are you sticking with Camper? I, I know. I was just thinking. You. I was hoping you wouldn't ask me that. I'm thinking Franco tonight. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I've never I, been I a big Camper guy in my whole life. I, I think. Yeah, I, I mean. I think Franco should have had the um, the reins from the get go. Here, six and zero coming into this series. I know Kemper was their guy most of the year, but. Coming off an eye injury as a goalie, I mean, that's got to be a little concerning. And, like, come on, the guy for them. I could have been the guy for them. I suck. <laughs> yeah, when uh, 75% of the game is played down the other end, there's not much you need to do. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Noli brought home the beef at Hero Cup, so. It's true. Yeah, so. I don't want to talk about the civilian numbers of the team, but we'll uh, let that slide. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah right. What they don't know, don't hurt them. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Nolan, well, appreciate you calling in, man. Of course, um, fellas. We'll love to having you on. We hope to have you on again soon. Absolutely, whenever. All right, thanks for calling in, buddy. Hey, boys. Take nice it easy. Nolan. This is comedy. <laughs>
Dude, right when he started asking the question, I was like, oh, shit. The first one, I was like, he's coming right at No, me. I know what he was going to say. Yeah. I, I, already, I already had an answer. When, 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 when he started talking, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to oh, bury him. Jesus, I got eight, eight missed calls. From who? Shit. Randos. Dude, there's no caller ID. Keeps calling me. That's not the voicemail. That's why that Alan Gordon. My name is Oscar Benson. I would like to know who do you think the, the most horny and freakiest in the shower is on Tampa Bay. In my opinion, it's Zach Bogosian. <laughs> dude, I think he's sexy. Go both. <laughs> Yo, dude. Dude, whoever just said that, you're an absolute suspect, but that was wicked funny. I mean, Bogosian? No, Zach Bogosian might be the horniest guy in, in the locker room, apparently. I mean, dude, he's got a nice beard. Oh, here we go. New caller. What's going on? You're live here with the High Slot Boys, Coco, Bob, and Snipsky. Who we got calling today? Yeah, hey boys, what's going on? You should be known as the uh, the fourth roommate over there at uh, 28 Arthur Street, hailing from uh, Melrose, Mass. What's going on, boys? Oh, Jesus. Oh, is this Ben? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, the North. Cameron. I can, smell, yeah. I can smell the North Shore Revere Beach from over here, buddy. Oh, uh, yeah, buddy. Hey, you got to tell your brother to stop eating, guys, dude. Holy shit, man. Vinny, you look good, dude. <laughs> Holy oh, yeah, shit, thanks. dude. Thanks, bud. I think, yeah, it's, no I think it's the beard. I think it's the beard. Yeah, dude, the beard's intimidating, bro. You go to Waymo, dude. You might be able to freaking put up a fight. Holy shit. <laughs> Are you wonder why Brain oh. Point's not playing tonight? It's because he's sitting right here taking calls. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you, better, you, you better warn your Melrose buddies, you know, come around there. Something might happen. Vinny, you do whatever you want, dude. You fucking, you want to run down here, beat some heads in, dude, you go by all means, dog. Whatever you want to do. Hey, how's uh, Mount Hood uh, Golf Course looking nowadays? Still in nice shape? Ah. Uh, Dude, it's good shape, man. But I'll tell you, dude, fucking the boys just hacking, dude. It's like fucking, it's like Helen Keller times fucking four. We get out there, man. We can't hit a fucking fairway. Beaver We're just driving bombs. What's up? Beaver tails. Ah, uh, dude, all day. Uh, Bobby. I mean, it's uh. like what the fuck, dude. I mean, I'm, I'm at I'm at the local watering hole right now. I see all these fucking hacks that come in there, dude. They like, oh yeah, dude, you you guys suck at golf. I'm like, you fucking kidding me, dude? Fuck you, dude. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You, like you having beers right now, kid? Of course, dude. If I can just rip, rip the quick little Casamigos, had a couple Celtics, dude. I'm off the beer for the summer, dude. I fucking I put on too much weight. I'm like oh, fucking 200 now. Oh, you, you moose, tripping, you're tripping, Vinny, yeah, for fucking... Uh, what's going on? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're off the piss now? Like, all right, at, least yeah, the, at least you're off the piss. All right, so... Yeah, dude, I, other than just up? like shitting on each other, how about, like, how, about, how about we take a little um, hockey talk? Oh, yeah. what, what do you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, of course. Absolutely, boys. I'm going... You had to go lightning all day. It's, it's a no-brainer. Money line. Uh, What's your analysis on it? Like, why, why, why do you want to pick them? Yeah, I mean, dude, you know what it is, too? It's like, I've been watching a lot of podcasts uh, after work and shit. It's like, dude, Cooper's a man. I mean, dude, you can't. I mean, dude, that whole team's just gritty. Bunch of the ads are a bunch of fucking just scumbags, dude. Like, fuck them. Um, I think I think at the end of the day, too, it's like, they have the experience, man. You know, the ads have been fucking bounced out the last couple of years. Bunch of fucking, fuck them. Um, I, think, I think at the end of the day, too, uh, I think this is going seven boys. I think I think we got a series here. I think we we uh they win tonight big. And then we got um I think it's going back and forth in game L- seven in Colorado. Lightning in seven or Yeah, he said lightning. Oh. lightning in seven, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I definitely think that's that's going. I think tonight too we're seeing a big game out of uh oh, as my good friend once said, Scory Perry, I think he's having a big game coming out of nowhere. Just I think it's a couple quick apples, a couple goals. Yeah. I think he's having a big game tonight. So, yeah, sounds like you're riding with one. the high slot parlay. Yeah, play. yeah. I mean, I mean, dude, I can't, I can't go against what the uh, the old housemate, dude. You can't be doing any of that yeah. shit. You fucking kidding me? No way. Gotta, I gotta respect that. Respect. Yeah. What, 
What are you guys doing about the game tonight? What, what do we got going on? What do we got? Lightning all day? What do we think? Yeah, we're, we're, we're a lightning podcast right now. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're thankful they got out and they made a series last game. And, yeah, I agree. I think they're going to win tonight and then uh, they're going to trade some blow. I think it's going to go six. I think champion six. I think they might pull a little four-game uh, four heater like they did against the Rangers last series. Wow. So we're talking like Sox back in 04 versus the Yanks. I love that. Dude. Yeah. Why not us? Let's- yeah, I know. No, I'm saying they won four in a row. That's what I mean. Yeah, I'm just I'm just being an idiot. But yeah, <laughs> no, I couldn't agree more, Ben. I, I got lightning tonight. I think they even up the series here. Lightning just you know really you know a wagon at home nine and one. Yep. Um, at home this postseason, like I said earlier, um, Corey Perry loved that take. Uh, with point yep. out, Perry's going to be on the top yep. power play unit. You know, I love that. I, I think it's a good chance for him to uh, have some production tonight. And, you know, he's, he's a rat. That's the type of player he is. He's going to get he's in the corners. Rat, he, he's going to get gritty. He's going to come at your yeah. goalie, dude. He's going to yeah. start shit. Yeah, that's just the player he is. And just that's what Tampa needs. If they want to slow down the abs here, they got to get under their skin. Yeah, I mean, dude, we got to have the big rig, rig and Hedman just laying bodies out, too, dude. I know Bruins are tough ass. I feel like Hedman's kind of been, like, disappearing a little bit. I don't know if I'm seeing that right, but, like, he needs to start stepping up and just laying kids out there. Like, fuck him. Just lay him. Yeah, there, you he, know? He, he's been a little quiet this series for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, he's a Norris uh, Trophy finalist. I, I think he's going to step up tonight, you know, when it matters. He's, he's pissed he lost the uh, trophy last night. So, he's going to take it out. Yeah. He's taking it out on motherfuckers. Tonight. Yeah. So, two, two, two quick things before we'll, we'll let you boys go. I know you got the uh, lot, a lot of boys calling in. So, one thing. Bobby Cameron, freaking the Quincy Quincy College All Star dude. What's going on, man? When are you making the show? When are the boys going to the games? What's going on? Uh, I don't know about making the show right now. I'm, I'm starting to work on my game, <laughs> get, get, get in shape. I hope I don't get I don't get embarrassed out there. I'm playing contact <laughs> hockey for the first time in like seven years, so let's see how it goes. I'm actually wearing the I shirt right it. now. I'm wearing the shirt right now. Look, shout out on um, Quincy College, but yeah, pre- that, appreciate dude. the shout out there, Ben. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, boys. But hey, I'll let you guys go. Hell of a show you guys have got going over there, dude. Tune into a lot, dude. Keep it up. Let's go bolts. Fuck the ass. Let's, uh, Vinny, keep the fucking beers to a minimum tonight, dude. Or I know how you get it, all right? Keep it to a minimum. Man, right? you sound like you're on one right now. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm dude, I'm pre- freaking. Yeah, you should probably watch yourself, but I'll be, I'll be yeah. good. Hey, have fun, all right? good, yeah. Dude, I'm fucking pacing around my, like, local bars, like, water hall. I'm getting nervous, dude, and fucking calling in, dude. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can picture this, dude. You, you probably have your hand on your head, like running through your hair and shit, dude. I, can, I, can, I, know, I know how you pace. Yeah, I know, dude. I'm fucking, I'm out of my mind, dude. You can hear me from a mile away. I'm fucking ridiculous. Dude. I know you to rip a dough. <laughs> sweating, All right, boys, hey, th- yeah, hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Let's go Bolts. Uh, keep up the good shit, boys. All, All right, right, man. Appreciate you calling in. Go. Thanks, man. Thanks, brother. Go Bolts. Yeah, yes, sir. Peace out. How we doing? You're on live with the high slot boys, Coco, Bob, and Snipsky. Who we got calling today? We got Tyrone Biggs, baby. Let's go. Hey, Tyrone. Appreciate you calling in. Of course. What's what's on your mind today, bud? What, what, what can we talk about? Well, obviously, I'm thinking Tampa in six. I think Tampa's, Tampa's the best team in the NHL right now. I think that happened all season. But I'm wondering, who do you think on Tampa is the freakiest from the locker room? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We just we got um. We we actually recorded that voicemail. I'm assuming that was you, Tyrone. Oh yeah. Yeah, Zach Bogosian yeah, apparently. Yeah, go Bogosian too. I heard he's the heavy favorite. Yes, sir. I mean, he's got a lot of kids too. You know, and it, can, it shows. It shows. It really does. Yeah, he he has a lot of sex. He's a big sex guy. So are you guys? I love your podcast. Thanks, man. Hey, appreciate, appreciate you. Appreciate Tyrone. Yeah, we fuck. Beauties. <laughs> 
You know, a- anything else for us? I know we got bolts tonight. Who's getting the first goal? Corey Perry. It's Corey Perry. I love it. Ryan with, the, Ryan with the high slot. I love it. I pride Corey Perry in all ways. I love him. <laughs> we all do. I Kucherov off for president. I'm going to go, boys. I love you all. Yeah. All right, love you too, Tyrone. Love you too. Right, Tyrone. All right, why don't we dive into some news around the NHL? So last night, the NHL awards ceremony was hosted in none other than Tampa Bay. Some of the major sports trophies throughout the league winners were announced, starting with the Ted Lindsay Trophy for Most Outstanding Player, and also the Hart Trophy for League MVP. Both of them went to Austin Matthews. He was the first Maple Leaf to win the Hart Trophy since 1955. He edged out Connor McDavid and Igor Shosturkin for the trophy. Boys, what's your thoughts on um, Austin Matthews winning the Lindsay and the Hart Trophy? Yeah, he deserves the Hart for sure. He had 50-plus goals. He played unbelievable. He definitely was the most viable player on his team, for his team, and all that. But he shouldn't have got the 10 Lindsay, in my opinion. I think Connor McDavid should have gotten it because it's just because I think McDavid's probably the most outstanding of like the whole entire like season because he had like 126 points. That's a, that's that's crazy, dude. Like like and McDavid is the best player in the league on, on the planet. So yeah, like I, I like I, I think it was kind of a leaf bias, in my opinion. But I think he did deserve to win the heart 100 percent because he was the most valuable player to his team. Yeah, what I think is wrong here is both these awards, the Ted Lindsay and the Hart, are like practically the same yeah, award. There's two MVP Most awards. Most outstanding in league MVP, like that's the same thing to yeah, me. Yeah, it's they, the same They shit. need to like categorize these a little differently. And just, I don't know, Austin Matthews, no discredit to him, unbelievable season, 60 goals, uh, first person to do that in over a decade. Uh, very impressive what he did this year. But you, you can't bat an eye to what Connor McDavid put off this season. Like 123 points. Guy's like the best player in the league by far, and he walks away with no hardware. But he doesn't give a shit because he didn't even show up to the ceremony. That's how much he cares about it. He probably knew he was going to get snubbed anyways. He probably didn't even care. Yeah, like that that shows how much like he just cares about winning and just going out there and just trying to get a Stanley Cup. Because like like you said, he didn't show up to the the award ceremony. He's like, I don't give a shit about that. I'm going to go train. Those those trophies don't mean nothing to him. Yeah, like you said, he's focused on winning a Stanley Cup. And there's been some buzz around the uh, league with some uh, personal stuff with him going on. Maybe could have swayed him for for not showing up. Making up with his girlfriend. I I love the move not showing up. Because like he knows damn well he's good enough to win those awards. But, like, he came so close. He went to the conference finals. And then, whatever, like you said, he gets caught in that little, like, whatever, rendezvous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, not hating on it. He, no just, knew the high, he just knew the highest law was going to be in Edmonton. Nobody's perfect. So, it, yeah, no, but, like, he knows he's good enough. He probably won those. I'm pretty sure he won those awards already, you know? Yeah, he has. Yeah, exactly. So I think he has. I think he's just focused on he's pissed still that he lost to uh, the Avalanche. Whatever. So he's probably like focusing on the next thing, which I love. I love that move. Like, who gives a shit about the personal awards? Yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs fans, you losers. <laughs> but like, it, like you got like the thing is like if, if Toronto ever went, gets out of the first round, just give them make them make a trophy for them. Just getting out of the first round, <laughs> yeah. and then can sell it, and then they'll lose in the second round. I mean, I said it on the pod previously that Toronto, you you can take all your regular season trophies and hardware that's great but i told you you're not getting out of the first round what happened you guys choked again lost in seven so congrats austin matthews on your on your hardware um but 
you haven't proven shit until you can lead your team out of the first round. You it's know, really not that hard to you, do. You know what else he has to improve, too, is hairline. Oh, dude, that hairline that, is tough. There's no coming back from Yikes. That. Yo, it's sick lettuce. Uh, he, he's going to be a bald guy pretty soon. I mean, just look what Toronto's doing to this man. The stress and the pressure is yep. clearly getting him. The guy's hairline's falling back harder than LeBron against the Mavericks. I saw his dad there. He hugged his dad. His dad's ball. I was like, oh, that's not skipping a generation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, usually it skips a generation. He got fucking <laughs> no, smoked. That's not skipping. And what's one. he, like 26? He's younger than – I think he's younger than us. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's – I mean, I think, I think he's like 24 or something. <laughs> tough luck. Right, I saw he, those trophies. I'm like, geez, this guy's like half a cue ball. I saw, <laughs> I saw him step up. Like the second time I saw him go up there, I was like, oh, man, he's taking a hit right now. Dude, <laughs> that hairline's taking a hit. <laughs> he's got the old man lettuce where it's just like letty in the back and then the top's it's, just gone. It's like one of those things where it's just like, man, just – let it go, yeah, man. Right. Buzz it. Buzz. Yeah, yeah, and he has that stash too. He's gonna have that stash like ball that's gonna look comedy. Dude, you're rich enough to get hair plugs. Get yeah, hit, get on. get those. It's too late. They'll know. Brady did Everybody it. will know. It's too late. Yeah, it is too late. Boy, for him. Boy, I never noticed because he always got the bucky on. Like Letty looks like coming out of the bucket, but jeez, dude, like what that hairline is gone. Yeah, it's that, that thing got finished. I mean, that shows how many how much hockey he played. He just has his helmet on too. Nah, much. it's just shit luck. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. Toronto, man, yeah. it's not a favorable place to play for those players. Too much, too so stressful. much pressure. pressure. Too stressful. All right, another trophy that was announced last night was the Calder Trophy for Rookie of the Year, and it went to Detroit Red Wings defenseman Mo Sider. He was the third rookie defenseman to reach 50 points, joining Kale McCarr and Quinn Hughes. He led the rookie class in assists, power play points, and block shots. Trevor Zegers and Matthew Bunting were the other runner-ups. Boys, thoughts on Mo Sider winning the Calder? Yeah, I, I called it. I'm happy that I uh, that I was right. Mo Sider had an unbelievable um, rookie year. Uh, he, I think the Red Wings are gonna have another. Um, like I, I said, Nick Lidstrom, that like when I made the prediction, like I, he's like a Ned Lidstrom like player. He just has the size. He moves the puck well. Great stick. Just and he just like covers so much ice and. I'm I'm actually pretty excited to see what he's gonna do um, for the years to come, and the Red Wings are, should be very bricked up for him, hundred percent. Yeah, Mo Sider, good for him. Uh, I I just my my pick would have been. I mean, I had Zegers. I'm pretty sure I said Zegers, but also I his teammate got snubbed, Lucas Raymond. I I liked him a lot. I'm pretty sure was it Bunting that led the rookies in points, or was it? It was Bunting. Oh, yeah. okay. But I I knew Lucas Raymond was up there pretty like pretty high, but I think he should have been one of the one of the finalists too. Like, but yeah, good good for Mo Sider. I think the right guy won it, but I did not want Bunting to win uh, because I that's just such a I, the, Toronto's watered down, man. They're they're such a high powered offensive team. He's a decent player, but what is he like? Twenty six. Yeah, he's 26. yeah. He's an older guy. I think there's a there should be a an age limit. Whatever. Yeah, call is, me call 26. me call me lame. Whatever. Yeah, twenty six. He's is the not a, he's not a friggin' rookie at that point. Uh, but Zegers, I thought Zegers had a shot because he's just so flashy and like, you know how kill like. Kill McCarr one, whatever. We didn't dip really into that yet, but I think it was more of a. It was like, oh, we like him, so we want him to win. Yeah. I thought kind of thing. But I, I think the uh, the voters nailed this one right in the head. Mo Sider was the best rookie in this class by far. Um, Lucas Raymond got snubbed. He, yeah. The fact he wasn't a finalist is yeah. a crime. Yeah. Bunting, like we, we talked about, he played on a line with two of the best guys in the league. I mean, those points. Are, I could have put up those. Or points. inflated. 
Zegras had a great year, but he, he's more flash, if anything. You know, he's a skill. Right. He's going to put up those highlight reel type goals. But Mo Sider, he's going to be a great piece for the Detroit Red Wings for the next decade or so. I mean, they, they got to keep that guy around, lock him up right now. He's a he's, he's a funny dude, too. Like, I watched I watched it, and, like, he came up to do his acceptance speech. He's like, yeah, he's like, I have nothing written down. This is all off my top of my head. And then he goes, yeah, I want to thank my parents. They're, they're not here. They thought they, going on vacation was more important. I was just dying. <laughs> I was like, yo, he's got a sense of humor. Nasty. Like, comedy. But, yeah, lo- love Sider's play. Guy's a beast, dude. He's a big boy offensive guy too and and sound defensively i mean he's just really uh you know complete defenseman you know he he, he does what he's asked yep. and you know him and lucas raymond that combo for the next mm-hmm. you know whatever amount of years is going to be deadly detroit red wings gonna be back he, in the mix yeah their future's later. looking bright he does remind me of hedman a lot just yeah. the way he plays and hedman's always like point point a game guy like Andy stay at home, you yeah. know it's it's a, a good mix. He came into the league fearless, dude, right off the bat. I think it was Hedman was like sticking on the puck after a whistle, and Sider just like grabbed it yeah. from him, like one of his like first games. Yeah, lifted his stick. And they were like, yeah. dude, is this guy serious? Like <laughs> this, this rookie really like pulling this shit right now? He doesn't care. Yeah. Guy li- literally no fucks given. He just goes out there and plays. Love like the reverse hits that he's pulled off this year, like. You, you know, think he, you got him lined up next second, boom, he's laying you out on your ass. Yeah, he's like, a big kid. Yeah, he's a great player. I, I like how they come – like, he came out of the Swedish league, I want to say, like, professional league. So, this kid's played against pro athletes. You know, like, instead of coming out of college where you're playing kids like your own age, like, who aren't, like, really Yeah, he's built. been playing against yeah, grown men. Yeah, yeah, Him and Lucas Raymond, like, they both came out of that Swedish Premier League or whatever it's called, and they're ready. You know, they just already played against guys, maybe washed up NHL players, but these guys, yeah, but so they, the these guys really can play though. Like they're over there in Europe, yeah. Another um, trophy that was announced last night was the Vesna Trophy for the best goaltender in the league, and that went to none other than Igor Shesterkin. Undoubtedly, won the Vesna nine three five save percentage this year, two oh seven goals allowed average. Uh, Jacob Markstrom from Calgary. And uh, UC Saros from Nashville were the other finalists. Boys, I think we all saw this one coming pretty obvious. Igor was going to take home the Vesna. Yeah, that was the most clear-cut winner because, dude, like the numbers spoke for itself. He just, yeah. like, high save percentage. Like, he just had it all. Like, his, I think it was, like, 38-13 and 13 on the year, something like that. Like, like crazy, like, um, record and all that. And went on a great run with the Rangers in the conference finals. I know it's only a regular season trophy, but, like, he just pretty much carried that team. And, uh, yeah, he, he was 100% sure to one. Yeah, he was the main reason why the Rangers were as good as they were this yeah. year. I mean, they finished second in the Met. I think that was surprising to a lot of people. Almost won the Metropolitan Division, too. But, yeah, it, it was really him. They were riding his coattails. Not to discredit the, uh, you know, the other guys on that team who really stepped up, but Igor was, was the man for them this year and, and yeah. filled massive shoes coming in after Henrik Lundqvist, who had been the premier goaltender in the Big Apple for – for the past, you know, whatever, 15-plus years that he, he was there. So, you know, he, he took the spotlight and he ran with it, Igor, and he seems like he's going to be a stud for years to come. Absolute stud. Man, it, it was – what was it, UC Saros? Who's the other finalist? Markstrom. Markstrom. Markstrom, oh, man. He did himself a job in that in that playoffs. I mean, it's a regular season anyway. But, uh, like, 
it does carry over from like when you see it and you're like you're like, oh, he's good during the regular season and then you watch the playoff run and you're like, wow, this guy really, really elevated his his guys. Uh, they have a good decor, but like he he definitely like puts them over the top. He's like two guys out there playing. Uh Igor ran away with it. Unbelievable. Um it was kind of a no brainer. He was walking in there with big balls like he's Randy Marsh. But uh yeah <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's all I got. Igor was actually, he was my pick to win the heart. I thought he deserved the MVP. I called it halfway through the season. He, he had, like, the chance. He had the numbers. He, dude, his numbers, like, at the midway point of the year were, like, ungodly. Like, he, he was letting in, like, one or two goals a game max. He, yeah, but a goal, a, 20, a 60 goal scorer is going to win that, Yeah, though. I mean, yeah, that, that's that's reasonable. I mean, but, but his stats at, like, one point in the season were, like, like, he was setting records in, like, every category. He came back down to earth a little bit towards the end of the regular season. I think that's why he didn't end up taking home the heart. But then he proved himself, you know, right, you know, right back again so, in the playoffs. It's like, so hard. Skip a beat. It's so hard to be a goalie and like and be consistent. Yeah, be that consistent, especially when your team has a bad game. It's not. It's not always the goalie's fault, you know. Like two on ones, three on ones, you know. Like it's tough to defend, you know. Like you can have a bad game here and there, but like when you're a goalie, they really weigh weigh on you. When, Finally, when it comes to someone said it. Finally. <laughs> Thank you, Vinny. Finally, uh, someone has yeah. sympathy for us goalies. Uh, Sounds like Butts had a lot of bad games. Oh, I, oh dude. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Yeah, I mean, when a team loses, usually the first person to blame is the goalie. But I don't think you could blame really any of the losses on New York Shesterkin throughout the season. He, he kept them in it when they had no business being in that game. I yeah. remember against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was yeah, man. severely outplaying them. Like You, you would have thought Penguins would have swept that series. And the fact they were three only down one. three games to one, to one. and Chesterkin was standing on his dome, and then ended up you know taking them seven and winning that series, and eventually to the conference well, finals. Like good goalies steal you games, man, and he stole. He's definitely stolen them like two games a series, going up until like maybe he stole two games to like what was that four to two Lightning win the series? He probably stole two games, man. Like yeah, he played. He played it great all all playoff. Other than like those two games against the Penguins in the first round, he. Just like was a stone wall. Yeah, and then they play the Canes too, which is like and took him seven. Yeah, like he's still won him in seven. Canes should have won that series easily, I think. With the with the talent they have up front and on the D, their goalie's just they're not as good as Igor, and Igor's just a stone cold killer. Yeah, there, there were games in that Carolina series where like Carolina's out shooting New York like fifteen to two, and it's yeah. like tied. Yeah, like, yeah. what the hell's going on? Like, Igor. Just... Oh, it's like two nothing range. Yeah, yeah right. it's like how. Like... What I was gonna say too, I, I was he, like, if I'm Hendrick Lundqvist, better hold on to those records, <laughs> like yeah. tight right now because they're gonna be gone in a couple years. All right, one of the final trophies that was announced last night was the Norris Trophy for best defenseman in the league. And it went to Kale McCarr. It was his first ever Norris, uh, the first ever Avalanche to win the award. He beat out Roman Yossi by a slim margin, and Victor Hedman finished third in the in the voting. He had 28 goals this season, 86 points. Um, what do you guys think of um, McCarr winning the Norris? Yossi got snubbed. Uh, I, I agree like that. Kale McCarr is probably like the most talented, the most dynamic defenseman right now, but... Roman Yossi had 96 points in 80 games as a defenseman. I'll repeat that right now. He had 96 points, 23 goals, 73 assists in 80 fucking games. 
Jeez. And he was plus 13, which means he defended very well and carried yeah and carried the pe- on um, the predators say, on a very average team yeah very <laughs> average team that sh- like w- like was a, not even in. they were kind of written off like halfway through the year until roman yossi just started going on a tear and yeah they got swept by cam mccarr in the avalanche but it's a regular season trophy i think that gary bettman is just has a massive hard on for cam mccarr in and, the avalanche and in the avalanche and just like yeah cam mccarr is like unbelievable yeah. he's trying to make him a poster boy for the league and like i guess it's like business move because everyone loves kale mccarr but at the same time dude like roman yossi 100 percent deserved that over kale mccarr and uh, kale mccarr has so much more time left in his in his career that he could have won like fucking seven more but it just it, it was kind of disappointing to see because I, I i love i'm a big defensive guy i, lo- I love seeing i love watching defensemen I, I love i love the whole position and all and I just it just sucks because that's like the one like trophy that I actually like take pride in like like watching and seeing who wins and stuff like that and actually dissect who should win and stuff. Roman Yossi 100% deserved this. I agree. I think Yossi got snubbed. I know we uh, were uh, leading the campaign for Yossi for the Norris at the end of the season. Kale McCarr, unbelievable talent. What he did was unbelievable this year. 28 goals as a defenseman. Um, but when you're playing on a team with as much talent as the abs, like it's a little less impressive. Yeah, it's not that impressive. Compared to what Yossi did, like what'd you say, ninety-six points? Ninety-six points, twenty-three goals, seventy-three assists, and eighty games. He didn't he he didn't play in two games. Ninety-six points as a defenseman's unheard of. Almost hitting the hundred point mark as a defenseman. I don't think people realize right. how tough that is. There's forwards who struggle to, you know, even sniff that number. Yeah. Um yep. oh, in, in yeah. playing on the Absolutely. type of team he did. Didn't even have half the talent that the Colorado you, Avalanche have. I, Yossi, Yossi got snubbed here. It, it was It's kind of ridiculous that they gave this to McCarr. Like you said, I think they're I, just making him a poster boy, and they just have a hard-on for the Avalanche. Yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, I think, like, Kel McCarr, he, like, it could have been third. Hedman, man. Hedman, yeah. Hedman played all 82, had 85 points, and he was 26 plus like that's that's nuts. Like for like, I mean, they're a good team, but like, uh, Colorado's better team. You know, I mean, I'm not like trying to like when I'm trying, I'm not trying to crap on Kale McCarr and stuff. Like he it was probably pretty similar. Like thing is, like he had 20 goals, Victor Hedman. I think Hedman playing 82, being the Iron Man, 85 points most in his career in one season, yeah. played his ass off. Like, I think Kale McCarr might have kind of, like, had, like you guys saying, like, poster boy. Like, oh, we like him. That's what I thought was going to happen with Trevor, Trevor Zegers so the yeah, rookie of the year. That's why I said Zegers was going to win. I, I didn't – I don't love that because I also – I don't think Hedman should have won it. I think I'm with you guys on Yossi. Yossi. I just think Hedman might have had more, like, a, uh, should have had a more of a – what Yeah, impact on winning it over Kale, too. Uh, Yossi absolutely overshadowed Makar in the second half of the year, like with the 96 points, yeah. Lee, pretty much willing his team into the playoffs. And then like, it sucks because UC saw, I mean, UC Saros gets hurt and then they have no, absolutely no shot against Colorado. But the thing is like, Hey, you know, like give Makar the individual award. Maybe the lightning will win the cup. <laughs> That's how I'm looking at yeah, it. Yeah. You can take, you can keep your fucking trophy. Yeah, you're not know, gonna win the big one. I'm a con. I'm like, yeah, I don't care about this thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm in I the mean, cup. 
Congrats to Raquel McCarr, only 23 years old. This is going to be the first of many Norris trophies for him. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it. And he's probably going to win the Conn Smite, too, if the Avs win the uh, Stanley Cup this year. Yeah, so he's got to have a big year. Like He's going to have an unbelievable like, like accolades after yeah. this year if, if they do win the Stanley he's Cup. He's a great kid. I'll say some good things about him. Great no, I, kid. Yeah. UMass, no, local it's, guy. It's, yeah. it's, no, I, I love Kale McCarr. Yeah, it's very not a humble. Smear. Yeah, I, don't get me, everyone out there, don't get me wrong. I love Kale McCarr. I think he's a um, generational talent and all. But... Did he, he, he didn't really deserve to win this Norris Trophy this year. He like, dude, he's gonna win like seven, anyways. So it's like Roman Yossi just played unbelievable. Like again, carried the Preds on his back. Ninety six points as a defenseman, twenty three yeah. goals, seventy three assists is a shit ton too as so, a defense for a defenseman. So it's just like these guys are thirty one. What what is Yossi probably like? 29 20 he's 32 all right so 32 these guys are in the like primes of their careers like this is the time they win these awards like kill my is what 23 yeah he's young yeah. yeah i mean i understand that they're like really horny for this guy and all that like but it's like dude he's be 24 next year and he'll probably be better you know what yeah, i he's, mean he's gonna get better he's yeah. not he's not in his prime even close so it's like for him to be in the conversations impressive you know like yeah. I mean that just it just goes to show how like talented this uh, it might be defensive his core style. is. Like, these three yeah. finalists, like on any given year, could have won this Norris Trophy outright, like no debate. But just the three seasons that these guys had this year were were unheard of. Like every one of them, they all three of them deserved. The I think like they all were like deserved it, but it's like you know, look at the impact, man. Like Yossi. Um, also announced last night were the first and second team All-Stars of the league. First team All-Stars included Johnny Goudreau of the Calgary Flames, Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Mitch Marner also of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Kale McCarr of the Colorado Avalanche, Roman Yossi from Nashville, and Igor Shesterkin um, from the New York Rangers. The second team All-Stars was Jonathan Huberdeau from the Florida Panthers, Connor McDavid from the Edmonton Oilers, who is first time not being first team um, All-Star, Connor oh, McDavid. Wow. Uh, Maddie Kachuk from Calgary, Victor Hedman from Tampa, Charlie McAvoy from Boston, and Jacob Markstrom also from Calgary. You know, all those guys had, you know, fantastic seasons this year, all well deserved for first and second team All Stars. Absolutely. All right, why don't we get some coaching updates around the league before we dive into our Stanley Cup Finals update? Uh, Jay Woodcroft has had a three-year extension with the Edmonton Oilers after the, after the success he had taken over as bench boss in Edmonton this year. Peter DeBoer signs a four-year deal with the Dallas Stars to become their new head coach. And surprisingly, Paul Maurice has been hired as the Panthers' newest head coach, replacing Jack Adams finalist Andrew Brunette. Thoughts on any of those uh, coaching signings from across the league? Uh, Dallas Stars aren't going to make the playoffs. Pete DeBoer is probably the most overrated coach in history of the NHL. Uh, everyone knows my um, my, my take on, on him. Uh, I like the Paul Maurice signing. I mean, like, I, I guess a lot of people got to be like, hey, uh, like, why Brunette, like, took this team, like, whatever, like, took him to a, like, to a President's Trophy or whatever, yeah. like, all that stuff. But, like, dude, you just got fucking absolutely rinsed by the Tampa Bay Lightning two years in a row in the, in the second round. Like, just, everyone just disappeared in that series. And, it, it, like, I think, like, they just, like, the front office for the um, Panthers were just kind of like, all right, like, this guy – Clearly, like, like, dude, he had so much talent, and he just got severely outcoached by John Cooper. And because John Cooper is a good coach, but like, dude, you got to be able to coach with the best. 
And Paul Maurice has shown that he he is a good coach. Like he like yeah he had the walk he walked away from the Jets because he just knew like he that that, that shows leadership and a good coach is that he walked away because he knew like his voice wasn't valid anymore in that locker room. So I think I think the Panthers are going to be even stronger next year with that signing. Yeah, Paul Maurice made out like a bandit here, dude. Stepping away from Winnipeg, like rightfully so. Like you said, it was probably a tough decision for him, but I think it was the right one. Now he ends up with the Panthers, who are a stacked team. He yep. loads of talent on that team. It had been a tough decision uh, parting ways with Andrew Brunette. I mean, they had a hell of a season, but I think we kind of saw it coming that they weren't going to have success in the playoffs. Like we said, you know, they were the Cardiac Cats, a lot of close games that they won. But, like, you look back at some of the teams that they were having these close games against, like Anaheim, like Buffalo, San Jose. Yeah, like, like bottom-of-the-barrel teams. Like, it's impressive, but it's also, like, not too impressive at the same time. Yeah, I, I think really the, the determining factor here was that Tampa Bay series. Yeah. You just got Rinsed. it handed to you. Severely yeah, outcoached. Four games to none. Like, trophy, uh, what, like you said, um, President's, President's trophy. trophy winners. And then you go out and get swept in the second round. Like, I don't know, kind of embarrassing. Yeah, I well, – that was round, that was actually, the se- – Second. Oh, what's From, second? like, watching the Panthers from when Quenville got canned to when they uh, upgraded uh, Burnett, you could just tell there was a different – the way they play was different. They weren't – they're kind of, like, letting up a lot of goals, and they weren't as well coached, you could tell. It was, like, kind of like they didn't know what who they were as our identity. They kept like they knew they could score, but like they they had the goaltending, the defense was lacking a little bit, and I think they were uh, lacking a little hard coaching type of thing. Like Quenville kept those guys in line oh, because yeah. he good coach, won multiple cups, all that. But Burnett kind of like seemed like he didn't have a handle on everything. Like, but Paul Maurice, he's gonna be dealing with some high end talent. On the on the with the Fords, obviously, maybe they can bolster their defense a little bit in the free agency. Maybe draft a guy that's ready. You know, I like that. Paul Maurice, I like it. Burnett, he definitely like he just didn't do the best job. You know, to earn that spot. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, what was the what was yeah, the other one? Uh, I'll touch on the other one. So Jay Woodcroft. Oh, Woodcroft, I, right. I don't really like how how much they signed him for. Three years. I, uh, Three years. Extension. I don't know. Like, at, like it just showed like. When they lost in that conference final against the Abs and just got absolutely smoked, it kind of exposed Woodcroft, and it just shows that Connor McDavid is the heartbeat of the team. It's not really the coaching. I mean, they showed that video of him, like, whatever, talking. Everyone, it seemed like like everyone was like, oh, like, he's listening, he's listening. Everyone's listening to him. But, dude, it's dry, it's dry solid McDavid are, are, are driving that bus. And, like, I'm actually – maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Woodcroft is the guy for the job. Maybe that's why they – like they uh, dialed in on him, but at the same time, like I don't know, he, I, he seemed like he wasn't really like he got severely out coached too. Like Jer- Jared Bednar, like those are that's it's just like a brunette situation, brunette, whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Brunette, yeah, he he um it was the same thing. Like they just got exposed against a way yeah. better team, a way better coaching. They can't you got to be able to coach um with the best. Yeah, so, you know what I mean. You can't yeah. you can't just go in there and just like not be able to. Especially in the Stanley Cup playoffs, like you know, you got to be able to adjust, like implement certain systems and everything to beat certain teams. And it seemed like those two coaches, Brunette and um, Woodcroft, didn't have that skill set. And like I don't know, three years like is kind of a like long time to lock yeah. someone up that's uncertain. You're uncertain with. I uh, I don't like the contract because like what you said, he they do drive the bus like uh, McDavid and Drysaddle. 
I just don't think he he's built for it. I I think I would go lower. I'd go like one, two years. It's, yeah, three's he's, kind of a yeah, yeah, he's he's not proven. Plus you got other guys out there. You got trots. You have uh who else? Uh I mean you could have went at torts. Like guys like I think torts would have been great for Conor McDavid is a fiery personality, probably match up very well. With uh, the way McDavid plays, McDavid's just trying to win. And, like, you know, like, Torsi, come on. Torsi's not benching McDavid or anything, you know? But, like, you still got Trotsy out there. You could have made a run at Bruce Cassie if you really wanted to. You wanted to stay in the system. A guy that used to play in the AHL, he he worked his way up, whatever. But there was there was other guys out there I think you could have thrown a bag at. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I see what you guys are saying. I like the Jay Woodcroft signing personally. I've spoken highly of him throughout the season because, I mean, you look at the, you know, the point in the season where, you know, he was named interim head coach. The Edmonton Royals were out of the playoff picture completely. Um, he really turned that team around. He, he turned that bus around, led them to the playoffs and then uh, conference finals. I know they did get exposed against the Avs there, um, but at the end of the day, he had Mike Smith in that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think there was only so much he could do. I think his voice is heard in the locker room. I think he's a good fit for the Oilers. Yeah, there's some other guys out there they could have made a push for, Trotsy, some other guys. But but who knows? Maybe they, they weren't interested in, in any of them and vice versa. Maybe they weren't interested in, interested in coming to Edmonton because, um, you know, coaching superstars like that comes a big responsibility. And it's and, not uh, always the easiest. <laughs> yeah, and like their goaltend situation's a, you know, dumpster fire right now. Yeah, so. like maybe me and Vinny are wrong. You never know. Like he... Like, clearly, like, someone in the front office, Ken Holland, probably just, like, was, like, saw something in him. And, like, yeah, like, he did, like, bring him into the playoffs. He like, flipped the switch when he became interim head coach. But, like, we'll, we'll see. We'll, that's why that's yeah. why there's a future there. We'll, we'll see. I think he's a young coach, you know, really first year experience. And he went all the way to the conference finals. I think that's impressive. He's got the talent now. Get the guy a goalie. Help him out. And I think Edmonton will be just fine. Yeah, so I'm going to shout out someone real quick. Stevie McPherson, if you're if you're um, taking contracts, I think the Oilers should um, offer one to you after what you did the other night. I've seen Stevie stand on his head, dude. Yeah, I he's the he Mark Andre Fleury <laughs> of uh, of pickup hockey men's league. I'm telling you, Tim Thomas, Timmy T, yeah, better than Mike Smith. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Literally, shooter to is better than having Mike Smith in that. <laughs> All right, why don't we get into a Stanley Cup Finals update? To wrap up the show. So people of the hockey world got what they wanted for a Stanley Cup Finals matchup. And it's been nothing short of entertaining. Game 1 in Colorado featured a thrilling uh, back and forth game that was decided in overtime. Where Andre Burakovsky buried the game winner just a minute into the overtime period to give the Avs a 1-0 series lead. Game 2, the Avalanche put on a dominant performance routing the defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning 7-0. A result nobody saw coming. The Lightning, though, they then returned the favor in Game 3 when they were out on their home ice and bounced back with a 6-2 win to cut the series deficit to two games to one where we stand as of today. Tonight is a pivotal Game 4 in Tampa Bay that could ultimately determine the series. Boys, what's your thoughts on the action we've seen so far? Yeah, like the Avalanche just came and absolutely took it to the, to the Lightning. Like the Avalanche is just such a running gun team. They're fast. They can move the puck. Like they're just a tough team to defend. In general, but the Lightning do have that decor. They just had to figure them out. Like they just had to feel them out. They were kind of roping open the first couple of games. And like game three, like after the game two, like well the game two, like like pump show, like game three, they like they figured them out. 
And like what they really needed to do was just slow down the game, just like dictate the game. Like that's what the Lightning had to do. That's what they do. They dictate games. They get the puck. They slow it down. Whatever. They take advantage. They they like lock down the neutral zone. They forecheck. They get pucks deep, grind you down, and everything. And just like ride a hot goaltender. And that's what it looked like in on game three. So I don't know, man. Like I think the the momentum swinging towards the Lightning. I think the Lightning are gonna win big tonight. Well, not I won't say big, but I think it's well, it's gonna be a big win. Like to, whoever wins tonight is gonna de- decide what what's um, tonight's massive. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gonna decide like what who's gonna teeter the momentum to. Three, is it gonna be three one Avalanche or is it gonna be two two going back to Colorado? If Colorado goes up three one, it's all over. There's yeah, no yeah. coming back from that. Big big but game for the Lightning. Tampa evens things up. We got a whole new series. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like Tampa. Like they are Tampa already made adjustments, getting point out of there. They weren't like, oh, we got to keep point in, even though he's he hasn't been himself. He he hurt leg, can't keep up with the Avalanche up and down the ice. Good move, take him out. You win six two. They they implemented Corey Perry on the on the power play, and now he's he buried. Uh, you you get you get bigger. You take up ice. You body the guys, and you slow down the Avalanche. That's the only way you're gonna win this. And you expose Kemper. I don't think he's gonna be in that tonight. They're gonna go with friends, So I would do anyway. They still might go with Kemper. I'm not 100 percent sure. But if they go with Kemper, he had a tough time seeing the puck the other night. <laughs> Bednar me. loves Kemper. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they threw a lot of money at him to come over here to come over to um Denver. So yeah, because. Like, I did like the upgrade, though, because they had Grubauer. He was a Vesna candidate goalie, but I think they just started Darcy Kemper over, and he, he played really well for the Coyotes last year. He had a great great season this year. Like, he wasn't he wasn't bad. Like, and, like, he had, he had, like, he wasn't, like, awful in the playoffs, but, like, he does, like, after that eye injury, he hasn't really been the same. No, I haven't. Yeah, I, I just, I hadn't been a fan of letting go, letting go Grubauer last year. Obviously, I never really said that on the pod because that was last year, but I think they should have kept Grubauer instead of Kemper. That was my take back in the day. But, like, Kemper, he's just never really proved anything. You know, like, none of these goals are proven. Vasilevsky is proven and has won multiple cups. Well, Kemper's never really got a shot at it, though. This is his first shot. I mean, shot. there's a lot of – you can say that about a lot of guys. But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, he he's got a shot now. He's got that eye injury, which is like if I heard Michael he had an eye injury and like randomly he gets has to get pulled because he can't see, you're sitting the rest of the playoffs. I'm not taking a chance yeah, on the, you. That's a that's like the one thing a goalie can't have. That, 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 that's like a that's like a um, eye, that's eye a heart surgeon going in with like unsteady hands. Yeah, right. Like, that has like fucking I'd Parkinson's. Like, I'd be like Franco is six and zero, oh, and you have an eye injury that could fuck us anytime. Uh, you're not playing. What I think happened was, we talked about the last part, Colorado was just well-rested coming into the series, nine days off. Tampa's had a grueling run this year and the past mm. two years prior. I mean, they've played the most playoff games out of anyone over the past three years. And like, they party the most out of everyone. Yeah, too. And, they, and they go hard. Kucherov, that guy destroys beers like it's yeah. his job. He was absolutely <laughs> cross-eyed during like that press conference last year with yes. the cup and shit. That was hilarious. Shirtless. But, I mean, Colorado just well-rested, and they used it to their advantage. They were the bigger, faster, stronger teams in games one and two, and it wasn't even close. But you didn't think the back-to-back champs would go away quietly now, did you? Fuck no. I mean, Tampa Bay, they made the adjustments. They were able to slow down the potent Colorado attack in game three. Vassy looked a lot more comfortable. 
um, where he's been nearly dominant on home ice all season. I think he was a little rattled in Colorado, games one and two. He's probably like, what the hell is going on, dude? Um, every time I look, there's a puck in the back of the net. Yeah, like, and, like, that building was crazy. You probably couldn't oh, hear yourself dude. think. So the uh, Blink-182 song, all the small yeah. things. That's electric. I'll give that. Yeah, that was nasty. That. That'd be cool. But, um, I mean, Vassy seems like he's settling in now. We've talked about him. Possibly the greatest playoff goaltender of all time. Don't let him get hot. Or, you know, this series could go one I think he I might think it, happen. I think <laughs> he's going to have a, a shutout, maybe let up one goal tonight. I, I, I wonder I think, how many times the Avs have been shut out this season. Not many. Yeah. But, no, but I think They're tonight – I think there's going to be a big game from Vasilevsky tonight. I think he's going to be dialed. Yeah, it worries me a little bit. Tampa, they're still giving up way too many shots on net. I mean, they won last game, but they gave up like 37 shots on net. I think that's too many. Too many scoring chances. Vasi made some unbelievable saves, like saved a couple. Sure goals I thought were going in. Next thing you know, he's kicking out the leg, robbing yeah. someone. He had one unbelievable toe I, save on JT Comfort. That was yeah. nasty. I mean, that game was 6-2. Could have easily oh, yeah, been 6-4, 6-5. Yeah. Right. I mean, they got to tighten it up even more defensively. They made the adjustments in game three and it was enough to win, but they, they got to get even tighter. You can't give any space out there. You can't be letting up those type of chances. Neutral zone is key because that's how the avalanches generate anything. If you yeah. do, if you just like lock down the neutral zone, like that, like that's like not Nathan McKinnon, like just like weaving in, like have, having like a full head of steam, like coming in. And he's not the only one that does that. Like, all of them do that. Like, right. like that dude, um, the Houston does it. Like, there's so many, like, people that can do, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah, the running gun kind of play style. He's yeah, like a bulldog. Exactly. But, like, like I said, like, just, like, the whole neutral zone, that's, like, what could be the biggest, like, catalyst is, like, who's going to block down the neutral zone yeah. the best? Transition, right? Yeah. You can't be, like, turn the puck over in the neutral zone, give it on, man, rushes for Colorado because that's where they make you pay. Yep. Um. And you can't get into a track meet with this Avs team either. I know they won 6-2 last game. You know, that's awesome that we saw the uh, Tampa Bay offense clicking. But you can't expect that to happen every game. It's not going to work. Um, that's not how you beat uh, Colorado, right? Avs finally didn't get breastfed a win by the refs. Oh, finally. Yo, Round there, of applause. Dude, there wasn't, <laughs> uh, there wasn't one single penalty in the first two minutes for the Avalanche. How are we feeling, Abs fans? I would have been losing it if I was one of you. I'm like, oh, why is there not a power play first five minutes? Right? Not so easy when you don't get a power play a minute or two into the game yeah. and get up to an early one nothing, 2 nothing lead, right? Not so easy yeah. when, when it's an yeah, evil, even playing field. Dude, their only two goals um, were all power plays. All like They weren't even yeah. five on five. So Which their power play is absolutely lethal, yeah, that's by the way. I'm going to give them that. Like, <laughs> if Tampa just stays out of the box as much as they can, dude, like they're going to be golden because they're all playing them five on five. The Lightning are playing on five on five, and it, it's just like, dude, like, like you said, like the Avalanche power play is literally out of this world good. They're hitting like fifty percent. Yeah, dude. they they have That's like absurd. they got McCarr on the point, just running the quarterback and the whole thing. You got McKinnon, you got Landeskog putting his fat ass in front of the net, and then just and then on the Shushin's net, like does the same thing. Yeah. And like, dude, like I mean, if Kadri's like back, Barakovsky, like too. Yeah, Barakovsky, oh. like, dude, and Rantanen. Like they, they're just like they're so stacked offensively, man. Like, I know we talked about like Kadri is a big missing piece for them, and he's usually a big guy in that power play. And I thought like their power play was gonna take a little hit. It got better. No, yeah, they they just plug guys in. It's yeah, like, all right, he's they're down. so yeah, deep. We got we got the next guy up. Plug him in. Like they don't skip a beat. It's nuts. Yeah, like like fucking Bo Byram's playing nasty. Byram, that's yeah, my yeah, boy, bro. <laughs> that's my boy right there. But I hope he doesn't play well for the rest of the But, playoffs. I mean, things are a little different when you're not getting, you know, fed these power plays every every other shift, right? So, you know, hopefully it stays that way. I Things can change in a moment. And, like, all these Avs fans who are arguing against that, 
you guys are all out to lunch. Like, yeah. coming from a Patriots fan who won, what, like six Super Bowls with Tom Brady? We were breastfed. The refs were always on our side. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to deny it. Never, right? Like, tuck rule, bunch of shit went our way. But, like, that's what happens. The thing's got to go your way to win to win it all, right? You got to be lucky sometimes. Yeah, you got to be a little lucky. But all these Avs fans, like, coming at me on Twitter, like, hmm. saying, like, yeah, no, dude, you're just, like, a, a bandwagon. It's like, I'm not, though. I'm not even a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. I'm a Bruins fan. Like, I'm yeah. looking at this, like, from, like, a clear... Per, like, per, perception here like you know what i mean like if it was like all tamp again the calls i'd be the first to admit that dude yeah but like these these friggin' abs fans dude so damn arrogant i thought the rangers fans were the worst abs fans are way worse by yeah. far for a team who hasn't won shit in 20 years they're ruthless dude they're so arrogant it's like you guys haven't won shit you think you'd be a little humble nope they don't give a shit yeah and, and like the thing is like yeah like they're not like humble at all for a team that hasn't really had that much success in 20 years. But, dude, like, their chirps are brutal. Dude, there's, like, I was, like, expecting to get some heat. And there was – and I just absolutely uh, just came back at a guy and just didn't even answer me. Dude, I'll be hearing it from them, like, two days later. I'm like, buddy, the game was two nights ago. Why are you still tweeting at me? He's still, like, he's still ticking. He's still trying to think of something Yeah, yeah. He, 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 he writes yeah. something down and he just, like, he's like, oh, wait, that's not that good. And he, like, puts in his drafts. Yeah. Then he puts it in his group chat. He's like, hey, boys, can you help me chirp back at this clown on Twitter? But he's actually the clown that's like asking for help. Yeah, Avs yeah. fans, top of my shit list. You surpassed the New York Rangers fans. I didn't even. And think that's was, hard to didn't do. Didn't even think that was possible. Avs fans are now at the top of the shit list, and that just makes me want to see Tampa Bay win the cup even more. I do like uh, Avs don't, fans don't deserve shit. We don't, you don't hear any Lightning fans out there. You no, know? you don't. Yeah, because well, they're all one, old and in retirement home. But yeah. still, <laughs> and like the other thing too, the reason why I hammered Lightning too, like this like attests to like what you're saying about the fans and how shitty they are. Dude, beginning of the um of the finals, they took a um Stamkos jersey and they put it over uh, yeah. A, yeah. a foot a uh, placemat or yeah. a foot mat or whatever in a restaurant a and, and yeah, using it as a doormat. Thank you. I couldn't get That's the fucking word on my the word out of my head, but like yeah, they put a Stamkos jersey on this doormat and it said, "Please wipe your feet on the way in." And it's just a Stamkos jersey, and I was just like, "Yo, like what the fuck?" Talk like about yo, disrespect. That that's like something we wouldn't even stoop to that level around here like Stamkos is one of the Bostonian people that one time he took a uh, puck to the face we beat him in game seven he went on boozed with us after even though we got fucking beat (laughs) and like honestly if they if anyone ever did like I'm not a lightning fan or anything I just respect the fuck out of Steven Stamkos you fucking hate on that guy. You don't know hockey. Yeah, Steve, Steven Samkos is uh he was treating like all the playoffs like a Quincy North game. He'd go out and like booze with the enemy after. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean like even win or lose, you're still boozing with one of your buddies that you just played against. Dude hasn't even been stitched up yet. He's fucking pouring fucking booze down his fucking his gory hole. I mean, I could see maybe putting like a Corey Perry jersey there. Like that, that Yeah, might been, but like Stamkos, so well, dude. Yeah, Stammer, it was on. literally ninety one. On the back, like they 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 sw- they flipped it around the so it said ninety one. That would not be a Snipsky jersey. I'll, I'll be down there. Yeah, they heard the pod. And they're like, we're putting Snipsky's jersey on the. the it's the high slot jersey, and oh, it's just like God. wiping your feet. Yeah, I'll go down there. I'll rock somebody's world. That's at Elio's Pizza Place. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Elio, Elio, Mister Ice. Elio, if you're listening, we still love you, buddy. I love, we we miss you. We know it's you, Elio. It was it was always it was always Elio. Yo, he he trailed us. No lie. <laughs> but I mean, to get back to the the Stanley Cup here, Tampa 
They got to keep fighting back like they did in game three. Things started to get chippy at the end. A lot of scraps after the whistle. That's what I want to see from Tampa Bay. Don't let Colorado just take it to you. You got to fight back. You got to get under their skin. You got to knock them off their game. Just do it clean so you're not in the box because that power play is like unstoppable Lethal. right now. You, you can't stop it. Yeah, you got to stay out of the box. Injection. And oh, guess what? Abs back to their old scumbag ways again. Dirty ass trip on Corey Perry going into the boards. He went head first in the boards. I thought he was going to be all done. Yeah. Like, uh, thankfully, he got up and he was all right. And then dirty ass cross check on Kucherov late in the third period. Oh, Taze. Yeah. Well, the thing is, scumbag they, behavior they, from the The abs. thing is with that hit is bullshit. They're all like this mix, like breaking down this hit. They saying Kucherov fell. But the reason why he fell is because Taves went at his thigh or his lower leg to get him to take his leg out. Oh, not suspendable offense because he's falling down. That's bullshit. He's not just falling down over on the boards like that. He's getting cross-checked at the knee. Yeah, no, and what, that's why he What fell. he did, he, he did the old um, rip you down by the back yeah, of your pant tongue. Yeah, Shout yeah, out yeah. Eric Wood taught yeah. me that one. Yeah. But that's what he did. That's like the oldest trick in the book. Ripped him down by the back of the pants, cross-check into the boards, and, yep. and he's – don't know. I think he's going to play tonight, yeah. but who knows his status he, he's if he's gonna, 100%. He, he's playing. But he's but just, one of those crazy Russians. In a 6-2 game, there's no need for any shit like yeah. that. That's just scumbag behavior. You're trying to intentionally take a guy out. Don't know why it wasn't even looked at by the league yeah. either. Why are they back? I think it's Gary Batman wants an, the abs yeah, to win. It's another abs thing. But it's like, and, and Kucherov clearly has the dude beat, and he's going to go around him, probably put another one on the board. But it's like, hey, like you got to do something about this. He just injured one of the – I think not – the he's the best player on the team i think like he's a different when it when it comes to they got stamco i don't want to say like impact wise i think stamco has more impact but like then it goes kucherov pecking order then it goes headman like you know then honestly pat maroon's right there too if he scores they win (laughs) yeah every time he scores they win but dude people think i'm crazy colorado has legit been breastfed this run yeah. to the Stanley Cup Finals. The whole playoffs, dude. They have the most power play opportunities by far. It's not even close. And they're the least penalized team out of any team in the league this year. How? They're the dirtiest team I've seen. And yeah. I've seen a lot of teams play this year. They're up there. They're, I think they yeah. are, in fact, the dirtiest team in the league. And they yeah. don't get called for it. Yeah, I, Literally, it's it's Gary Bettman whipping out a tit. And then the abs are just sucking on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the other <laughs> way around. I, I, yeah. I, I see Bettman sucking on the tit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it, all started, it all started with that offsides where McCarr went and absolutely sniped on Mike Smith. Just, That's where it all started. I didn't see anything like crazy. I was like, all right, so Avalanche are running through this. Then all of a sudden, Natuskin was yeah. that who it was, was offsides. Right? Like and, yeah. And then like, I'm like, what is this like soccer where they're like, oh yeah. yeah. So like be techni- behind the fence, technically right? he, it's like, what's going on with that? Like when I saw that, I was like, oh man, that someone's got something on this game and it might be Gary Batman. Some ridiculous technicality yeah. that I've never heard of in my 26 years like, of watching. It's not even in the rule book. There's no way that ref straight up like 
looked at that and said, oh, that's a goal. There's somebody whispering in his ear goes, oh, technically, well, uh, yeah. he didn't have the puck like five feet off. Like, it's like, and then last game, too, on? the Avs scored early, and I thought they weren't going to overturn that goal again. And I'm, and then they're, like, they're looking at the announcers like, oh, that's a tough one to call. That's it's like, how? It's like, dude, you literally see white in between the yeah. puck and the blue line. It's clearly out of the zone. Like, what do you mean that's, Plus, that's a tough what was one it? to call? The like, second game. Where, like a joke, where <laughs> it, the second game, like, lightning, are, lightning are wheeling on the other end of the ice, and then the abs get into the other, like, in, like, to the lightning zone, and they're playing well. And then, like, obviously, Ryan McDonough kind of got, like, put together, like, behind the net, like, he was getting fucked up. And then he went and, like, finished his check on the side boards, like, just a regular yeah, play. Yeah. And then they called and <laughs> threw him on the – it was a minute 30 in. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it wasn't, right it wasn't yeah. even a penalty. It wasn't even close. It wasn't even a penalty. It was just a guy's battle on the side boards. And then, oh, yeah, let's well, throw the yeah. best power play in the league off of nothing. We just want them to score. It's like – you should make them earn their power play time if they're so good. Dude, they scored two goals the other night on the power play. Yeah. They would have been shot out 6 then, nothing. Another thing, too, of like, like another reason why I have a tinfoil hat on for uh, for Batman and Fix and shit. Well, not Fix and stuff, but like definitely favoring towards other teams. They like said something, oh, yeah, like seven, that 7 nothing win for the. Um, for the Avalanche on game two, like, what's your thoughts on that? And he just goes, oh, I'm just happy it was in Colorado. We would, Everyone would have left. The TV, like, no no one would have watched it, all this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, he's all about, like, all that kind of shit. So he's, I was just – He's turning into businessman all of a sudden. Yeah, and I'm just like, dude, in my head, I was like, yo, like, that's – he's he's that, that was a really weird answer. That was a weird – like, a, a normal person would be like, yeah, it was pretty exciting. Like, the Avalanche has had a really nice, really good game. Like, that was probably the best game I've ever seen all year, but, like, for an individual effort. You know what I mean? But he's just like, oh, yeah, I mean – Thank God it was in Denver. Holy fuck, dude. I would have fucking had a, like, you know what I mean? Would have been pissed, you know dude, what I mean? Dude, all of a sudden he's a businessman. He's only, he's been the commissioner for like 30 years. Like through the 90s, yeah. 20, 2020, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, we, let's go to ESPN. Or like they were ESPN for a while when ESPN was low key. But now they're like yeah. wicked mainstream now, and now he's like being shady. NHL's made the most revenue they've ever had in their history this year. Like, yeah. Why do you think yeah. they've been so happy? Oh yeah. Why do you think things are going that the way they've been going? Exactly. Right. I mean, if you you couldn't have scripted any better, Tampa Bay going for a three peat against Colorado, best team in the league for the past like five yeah, years. Got what they wanted. Like you know, battling it out. This is what everyone wanted. I don't know. Maybe we're just not. Honestly, it's good. <laughs> maybe it's we're just good all for delusional. Yeah, maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking yeah. about. I think I it's know. good. It's good for all of us. Though. No, like, it's great. This is a it. great series. Like, I don't think I'd want the Oilers or Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay would be up 3-0 after the night, I think. <laughs> but you know, tonight's massive. This is going to determine the series. And what I think is really the, the determining factor is the role guys for Tampa Bay. Those guys, if they keep doing their job, I don't see how Tampa Bay loses this series. Sorelli, Nick Paul, yep. Pat Maroon, Corey Perry, Andre Palat. Those guys have been unbelievable. Don't, and don't forget about Hagel. Hagel. He's dude. been playing great. Those, those, are the guys, time, those are the guys who are going to win them this series. Not Stammer, not Coochie. It's those guys, right? Those are the depth guys that need to show up, Dig that deep. need to slow down You know the top um, guns for Colorado. That's how Tampa Bay is going to win this series. Their play determines if they're this team's gonna win or not and last game all of those guys played unbelievable and that's why they won six to two like you, they did you know who i think is like at all those guys 
But number one, I, I have a 1A guy, but number one is Andre Palat. Absolutely. He is so clutch. Him and Kucherov have this thing where they like know where each other are. Kind of Stamkos, too, with that pass he made the other night where he just held in the corner on the sideboards for a second and Palat was wide open, just netted it. That was sick. But like, like I think Pilat when he when he's playing well, the team is on fire. And then my one A is Nick Paul. Nick Paul, that dude. What kid a is a beast. I like I never really knew the kid when he was in the Ottawa Senators. Shows up on the Lightning right when I saw him play the Lightning. I was like, Jesus! Dude. I was like, this kid can play. Yeah, he's real deal. Like he like legit can play, and I'm like. Bruins, why are we getting the Senators Josh Brown? Right, yeah. Why, why are you trading? All right, we're trading for like uh, Hampus Lindholm, who is like two defensemen in one, and then you go and get another defenseman. It's like, why don't you get this kid instead? What are you doing? Where are your eyes at? Like, you know, we needed forwards. And Nick like, Paul is the hungriest guy on the ice. That nasty. guy forechecks like an absolute savage. He's, Dump legit, and he's chase. a moose. Dump and chase and just like outworks everyone to the puck every time. He got buried. He got buried and then come back, came came back back and scored. He's not the fastest guy, but he uses his size to his advantage, and he just he's just a beast. He just works harder than anyone. Yeah, you know who he reminds me of, Rick. <laughs> Pat. Dude, shout out Patty, Pat Donovan. Shout out Pat Donovan. That's who Nick Paul is. Like, yeah. not the most skilled guy in the ice, but he's going to outwork you nine yeah. times. He's going to dump the puck in and yeah. put you through the glass. And just skate around you, yeah. just use, use his body, like out muscle you. That's what Nick Paul reminds me of. He's a beast, dude. He's been playing. <laughs> That's honestly an unbelievable Tampa. comparison. I can see. <laughs> not going to lie, I've been on the Nick Paul bandwagon for months. I love that guy. Dude, I first heard him, I was like, Nick Paul? Yeah, the um, Jake Paul, <laughs> Jake Paul. He's related. Hey, it's a cu- it's his cousin. No, but dude, like my like my one A and one B, like for like because like we were just talking about it. Like my one A is Sorelli. These are the two guys I think that like a yeah, big I piece, like a big piece too. of this Lightning team that if they if they want to three peat, it's gonna be Anthony Sorelli one A. He just like like you said, Coco. You predicted it. it he he's on McD- um not McDavid McKinnon. Like white on rice, dude. Yeah. Just all over him. Zero like, goals for Like whatever. Like just shutting him down, right? And also, 1B, I mentioned him just before this. Brandon Hagel. Yeah. Hagel. Like he's he's literally like Sorelli, dude. He's like a Sorelli junior. He's been quiet. He's, he's on the, no, but the thing is, he, like he's not necessarily like quiet. Like, like No, I'm I mean, saying it's a good thing. Well, yeah, yeah. But like the thing is like offensively, yeah, he's not really on the score sheet. But bro, he like just like never quits. Played back checks like bad out of hell. Four checks, like mo- most of the scoring chances are mostly just Hagel going in there, and like he'll be like F one going in there, hitting a body, and maybe being even being F two, lifting a stick, like breaking up the puck, like whatever, getting possession, and then like they work it around and get a scoring chance, and then also on the other side, end of the ice, he back checks and just like lifts yeah. sticks, like block shots, dude. He's just like he's an epitome of a hockey player. You know, I love Brandon, I love watching the guy. Not gonna lie, like Brandon Hagel kind of looks like Braden Point. Dude, I I got them mixed up like almost every. Yeah, game they do. Series. I'm like, oh, this point, and I'm like, nope, yeah, Tagle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but in they're like time. righty lefty, like yeah. too, like it's fucking just a letty yeah. and like the beard, beard combo. Yeah. yeah, every time I though, I, I thought he was point. I can't believe the Chicago Blackhawks just said, "See you later." Him. Well, they're gonna rebuild. That's why. Well, dude, they've been rebuilding forever. You know who the Blackhawks <laughs> are shopping around now too? Debrinket. Yeah. Dude, what are they doing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't what. want to talk about them. Yeah. Forget that. That's, that, that's an off-season yeah. pod. We can talk about. I don't that. understand. There's that. one more thing though that that's going to be crucial in this series. 
And what this series is going to come down to is who can win on the road. We've been talking about winning on the road throughout this entire postseason. No one's won on the road yet in this series. I think whoever can do that first is going to win. Colorado's first road loss was last game. Last night. So, yeah. so oh, yeah, you think game, like yeah. you think it's just going to be like whoever can win at home type of thing, or it's like no, I think it's who can win on the yeah, road. Yeah, no, no, but I'm oh. saying like you think anyone's going to win on the road though? Yeah, someone's going to break someone's through. I, I, think, I think the Lightning. But like break it through. could, it could just be everybody wins at home because Colorado. Yeah, that's what we've seen in like yeah, the Boston, because Colorado, Carolina yeah, series. because Colorado's yeah. got. Game, game seven at home so they could just be like all right like you know what i mean back and forth back and i can forth. see it coming down to game seven tampa wins in colorado that'd be unbelievable but yeah like i, I said tampa and seb before the pod but the thing yeah the thing is i agree with that coco like the like whoever wins on the road first is going to win this series yeah. someone's going to win on the road and i think it's going to be tampa because dude tampa is just way more way more um experience in the, in the stanley cup final they've obviously back to back and the way they looked last night, oh, the other night, dude, like it looks like the momentum swung in Tampa's favor. They looked like they figured out the the, um, the Colorado Avalanche. Like I said, they slowed down play. They dictated the game and, rot- and had a good goal, t- um, good um, night for Vasilevsky. So, yeah, I think I'm, I still got Tampa six. I think they might win four in a row. Tampa just lays their body like they did. If they play like they did the other night, the rest of the series, they're going to win this in six. Because like, if you open space, you just – you can't give Colorado full head of steam going on the ice. You know, it's you can't do it. So if they lay body and then they play like they did the other night. And Vasilevsky has a big night. Yeah, like if you if you put shots on these goalies, Colorado goalies, they're not that good compared to who yeah, you, you have. You just got to get chances. Yeah. You got to get chances and you'll get them in. Um, but tonight's massive. I think Tampa wins tonight. I think they win the series. Yeah, and if Colorado yeah. wins, it's all over. So. It's a big one. Puck's actually about to drop in five minutes, so why don't we wrap up today? Uh, before we sign off, we do have one of our favorite segments where Bob will educate us all with his fun fact of the day. Bob, why don't you take us away? I thought I'd switch it up this week, do a little trivia. Ooh, let's go. All right. All right. Trivia. I nailed the last one. Yeah, Coco did nail it last time. All right, so you, you guys really think you know hockey? It's hockey trivia? Yeah, it's all, you guys really think you know hockey? Oh, I love this All right, shit. so let's what's go. the um, – what is the standard North American ice rink? Like, what's, like, the, the measurement? How oh, long man. and how wide? Uh, we, so, we always talk about, you know, how the Selkie Award, like... Is well, it, are we talking, like, eight, NHL? 80 feet long? No. Damn. No, so are we talking NHL or just, like, regular... North America. It's, like, the same thing. North American. Not Olympic. It's not yeah. Olympic. 120? I'll say... But wide or long? Long. Wrong. I'll say, yeah, no uh, <laughs> so I'll say 85 like feet know. long. No. <laughs> How much did you say? 85 feet long is like, you. I, like, did you even play hockey? No, no. What are we talking about? 85 ta- feet long is wicked short. Like, that's no, insanely no, short. No, 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 no. Are we going by, <laughs> what's the measurement? It's long and width. It's, me- it's length and width. Like, it, you got a measurement for length, which is from uh, goal I mean, line to goal fine. line. Goal line to goal line's length, right? And then width is from um, final guess, two hundred feet long. Yes, one hundred twenty wide. One hundred twenty wide, dude. That's a little wide as shit. Is it? No, yeah, no. fifty <laughs> feet wide. No, more more than fifty. Hundred. Two hundred eighty. Close. Oh, Close. Two hundred feet long. That one. That's correct. 
But what's yeah, the worst? I, know, I remember like them saying like, it's a 200 foot game. No, I said more than 80. Oh, that's 85. Right, yeah. There you go. Let's go. Two, two, oh, 200 feet long, 85 feet wide. Fuck math. I win. It's not really math. You just like, <laughs> like it's it just like you should just know like. No, know. it is math. Fuck off. Yeah, no. Yeah, there's <laughs> you're just, numbers. You're just the one asking the question. <laughs> I know, so that's the whole point down. of this. This is the whole point of it, dude. Yeah, I, it's I, easy it's because segment. it's, it's e- my segment. Oh, yeah, yeah no, I, I got to fucking it's blindfold e- myself and read a fact or a no, trivia no, question. No, that's no, fucking just, smart. No, you just act like you, like, I don't know. You're just looking at the so answers. So to confirm. Oh, dude, like, what's the, what, what's the beef here? <laughs> dude, I'm asking the question. No, you fucking came at me, so I came at you. So yeah, wait, you're just mad you didn't get it right. It's okay. So what's the You don't have to get it right. You asked me about play hockey. No, but you said it was like, what? He said it was 85 feet Yeah, I know. That's literally insane. That's yeah, insane. all right, relax. Yeah, we know. I'm just yeah, coming. I, think at I, you. I mixed up my length and width the first time around. I think it said 80, and it, yeah, I knew it was something like that. But so it's 200 feet long, 85 feet, feet wide. wide. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 200 feet from goal on the goal line, and from like yep. bench to like to the fan section is 85. Yeah. All right, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, now we got that down, Pat. I can't forget that. <laughs> yeah, write that down. Put that on the wall somewhere. No, because I thought you guys would get the length right away. Because we always say like, oh yeah, here's a great 200 foot game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I you know I, what I mean. Like, I know the expression, but I just couldn't think of it. I couldn't think. Of yeah, it I was either. trying to like, give you guys. I'm trying to give you. I'm like, hey, what would we say when like the Selkie Award? Like, who has a you have a great what game when you have a Selkie when uh, you have a Selk? Yeah, yeah. Good 200 feet game. Yeah, no, just, like, you, turned you kept it. You kept us on our toes with that one. <laughs> but hey, I knew you guys were gonna stumble. Don't worry, guys. I won. I, I I'm the one who guessed it. Yeah, I got the, the goalie. Guess. The you goalie got. The, I won. You got the you got the width. I finally right? won something. Yeah, right. It's about time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm sure like, oh, if you get this wrong, but so you gotta get your uh, yeah, your nose pierced. Like, yeah, fucking septum, yeah. Oh, Prince Albert. Fuck, I forgot about that shit. Soon, <laughs> marital. Marital. All right. As always, Dirty. we'd like to thank our producer, Hedgebear Technologies. They continue to revolutionize the sports betting industry. So if you haven't already. Be sure to go check them out over at www.hedgebetter.com. That's www.hedgebetter.com. Also, don't forget, Kings of Combat on July 16th at Doherty Gym in Brantree. We got Bobby Lights Out Lang fighting, Dorchester Donnie, Showtime Craig, among many other local Quincy and Brantree guys that will also be fighting. The list honestly keeps growing every day. I can't keep up with it. This is the must-see event of the summer. You do not want to miss it. Go get your tickets now or order your pay-per-view at www.kingsofcombat.com or visit the Kings of Combat Instagram page. It's July 16th at Doherty Gym in Braintree, Mass. We'll see you there. I think that just about wraps it up for us today. We hope you enjoyed another episode of The High Slot. Thank you all for tuning in once again. Be sure to go check us out over on Twitter. Instagram and TikTok at the High Slot Podcast for more daily hockey content. Thanks everyone and we'll see you next time. Thanks everyone. See you next week. Peace, Peace out. Love you.